0: You, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship You. Oh, my soul, rejoice! Take joy, my King. Sweet, sweet sound in your ears. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, so today is the 12th of February. Um, thank you for joining me today, wherever it is in the world you're listening. Thank you for being here. This is just a safe space where I reflect on my journey with God and what I'm learning in the Bible. Um, we started this journey about two and a half years ago. It's almost three years now, and uh, somehow God has helped us to keep it going. So, thank you for being here and being part of this story. If you're if you're listening to this day, you're someone who wants to know more about God and is drawn to Christ somehow. And I believe that the Lord brought you here. Nobody stumbles on this. <laughs> on this space or this podcast by mistake because we're a very tiny teensy tin, tincy bit podcast. Um a small space doing great things to the glory of God and um you know very few people it's let's just say that it's only the people that God brings here that come here. So if you're here welcome on board. Um so today I'm just reflecting on my relationship with God and how I am learning to love him more and I think I've said this on several on some episodes before. When I said, for a greater part of my Christian life, I was afraid of losing control to God too much. I don't think I had that fear when I was um, in my early Christian years as a teenager, as a student Christian, a Christian in the student fellowship. But I think as I grew older in my 20s and I started wanting to express, you know, when you now become like in control of your own life, I think I was careful. So I didn't want there were certain things, certain conversations I didn't want to have with him. I knew he wanted me in full time ministry, not full time, in the five fold ministry he had called me to teach. But I felt, you know, when I saw what was going on in the church settings, you know, all of the politicking and all that, I was like, no, 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 I don't want to have any of that. And the path, to be honest, the way I had seen other people follow Christ around me, you know, all of that, I just saw, I just felt, no, 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 this is not for me, first of all, I didn't realize at the time that it was possible to still be called, and continue to have my professional life, so I didn't want all that financially dependent on, you know, on, on the church, so that one threw me off, and then, you know, all of those Entitlement that I would see from people who would be like, you know, I have served for so long. Why don't you give me this? All of those personality clashes. I was very close to a lot of pastors because of, you know, my um, communications gift. So um, I was always working in publications. I've always, you know, worked with a lot of pastors on their books and things like that. So even though I wasn't, I was never an ordained pastor minister and i have never been and i don't think i will ever will be you know i would be i don't even think i will be that process i'm just not doing that you know but um uh, yeah i don't think god wants me to do that the Holy Spirit is fact checking me there that i'm sure i should never say never okay fine it's not my plan let me put it that way if god has planned a plan fine but that's not my plan and so when i all of that drama that i saw going on there I was like no i just felt it was too much of a distraction i still sort of i still sort of believe so somehow you know so i just felt you know let's do the work of god now what's all this drama <laughs> you know so i i it was never something aspired but but what i the mistake what i now looking back i realized that i should not have put god in a box like that i should have agreed and allowed him to work it out knowing fully well that he know he knows the kind of person that i am and i know he would he, he I, I i i made too many assumptions i assume that god's call upon my life will go the same way i had seen other people's own go i just made a lot of assumptions and i did not allow god to to be him to do what he knows how to do which is you know create that unique experience for everyone so for a very long time i shut the door to that conversation i know how god is anything you shut god doesn't intrude. so he he kept it closed for so many years so what that meant i was i was now serving god in the way that i felt okay um was acceptable to myself and you know so i shut down that aspect i never even talked about it in fact many people who know me do not even know i as in i i pretended as if that supernatural experience with god i never had it that god never called whereas in my early years as a christian i knew not only that i knew other um anointed people around me validated it and said shall i i hope you know you have this call upon your life and i said yes i know i'm aware Much later on, the funny thing was that much later on, I noticed in my Christian life in churches, none of the pastors around me ever mentioned it that they saw any such thing. But they were quick to bring me into certain things that normally they would not bring somebody that was not a pastor on. But they would never, they never acknowledge it to me. The only people that ever acknowledged, you know, that the, the sensing of the call of God upon my life were the people that I met outside of. A formal church environment, which also tells you something about you know some of these dynamics playing here, sort of thing you see in the secular world as well. But they would be quick to bring me in <laughs> into things that normally non ordained people should be bringing. So they saw it, they saw the gift, but there was a, a a reluctance to acknowledge it. But they would they saw the gift, they would bring in the gift and they would use the gift, and which was fine for me. So I liked that. But apparently God was not satisfied so i didn't know that all this time i had beef with god on that issue i didn't know i didn't know i thought we had settled it. i mean i was still serving god somehow you know but apparently there was beef (laughs) because the bible says that the gifts and the callings of god are not with without repentance and i'm happy that god allowed me to revisit that issue and the funny thing is that in my revisiting of the issue it wasn't even God that raised it, it was me, it was in a process of a while going through a very soul searching experience, and I went to seminary, and I thank God for going to seminary, and by the way, I'd always heard, I'm going to make a digression, now. I hope I get back (laughs) to where I'm coming from, because I'm beginning to notice that when I digress, I find it difficult to come back, anyway, I have noticed that um, when I was much younger, I used to hear people saying they go to Bible school, and I always felt that's a good thing, you know. And people, I, everyone that I know that went to Bible school would always say, wonderful, you know. But I was like, ah, that's a big commitment. Why would you go to school? Where you can easily just pick up the Bible and read. Although a part of me always felt I would do it. But I just wasn't really sure about that whole commitment. But I'm doing it now. And it's the right time. And now I get it. I fully understand it. Because honestly, I'm not looking forward to graduating. Because I'm like, how will I um, maintain, sustain this vigor when i when i leave this space because now i'm reading books theology books i'm being forced to you know read the bible to critically review a lot of the things that one believes and you know having the opportunity to cement certain theological views that i have and then maybe reconstruct and rebuild certain things but it's just giving me a critical it's a real bible study it's not just reading the bible it's reading to understand meditating so i'm like god how will i be able to sustain this because it's helping me spiritually physically emotionally it's helping me a lot and i'm realizing that this is not something that i should just do two two years and come out of two and a half years because it's a part-time program i need to sustain this but i know i can't sustain this by myself so what i'm going to do after i graduate from this master's program is find a way to make sure that every year i am at least running a bible course of some sort honestly because otherwise i don't trust myself because i have too many things going on i have a very active secular professional life, creating content you know i there's a lot of i am a social media online person up for current affairs politics i'm firmly into it so leave me alone i can stay on political issues current affairs for the rest of the year and you know not read as much of the bible as i should so i need somebody to to keep it. so i pray that god will give me the finances to be able to maintain that with some level of rigor you know i just need to do that otherwise yeah i, I don't trust myself <laughs> i'll go astray there's too much information coming at me and from, the, and from the rest of the world so i yeah so i didn't realize that you know god still wanted me to have that call the bible says the gifts and the colors of god are without repentance but what i'm now realizing is that you know he 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 wasn't going to change me he wasn't going to force me to force fit me to um, become like other people he had no intention of doing that but he had a unique purpose for me which he wanted to birth and he was not going to give up on it because you know nobody else could fulfill that purpose And this is what I'm learning about walking with God in that the space that you and I occupy when we walk with God is is patented for us. No one else can stay in that space. God is not interested in copy and pasting our Christian experience. There is some commonality in the fact that Jesus, the blood, the word, the spirits. But other than that, every other thing is fingerprinted. So the scripture will be what it is. The interpretation of the scripture will be what it is according to his word by his spirit. Error, all of those things will not, God will not, I mean, he won't change his word. But the context will remain mine. The personality will remain mine. The interpretive illustration of the word in my life will be uniquely mine. The experiences that I bring to bear. My testimonies, they are mine. My point of view is also mine. Rooted in scripture, yes. But the understanding that I have, the illumination that I receive is uniquely mine. The path that I'm walking, the journey uniquely mine, the perspective, the co-travelers, the role that the people, the relationships that I build on the way, the impacts that God you know allows me to have uniquely mine, the conversations I am in uniquely mine. The lifestyle, the, the spaces that I inhabit uniquely mine. The tables I am brought into, to sit on, uniquely mine. So, me thinking that, or having that belief that I would somehow be like people who, honestly speaking, they are not a good advertisement for serving God. I'm sorry to say, they're not. For people like me, who are interested in living a Christ-centered life, I wasn't about pit or platform and standing and adulation and all that i didn't need all of that and by the way like i always say these things if that is what you want go and have a career in music or go and be a motivational speaker the church is not the place for a lot of these things that we are bringing in there because i don't know it's just not the place (laughs) it's not because well it depends on what you're looking for because if what you want is earthly reward and agony you get it but don't be surprised when you get before god and god says that is not what i was looking for But I'm like, if you want that, that's really what you're looking for. Let's go out into the world out there. The world has a lot of exciting things. Let's not kid ourselves about it. So for me, I think the reason why I have become quite um, purist and fundamental in terms of my insistence on following the practice of scripture is because I have become more aware that with God, either it is the way he I said it, it should be in his world in his word or there is no point and i'm not saying we should we should be perfect but we need to strive for perfection and that's what the apostles taught us in fact the commandment from god is for us to be perfect as he is perfect he knows that we're not going to attain that perfection but he expects us to strive walk towards it it's exactly like we do i mean when you, I, i'm 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 a student of a master's program right now i've had two university degrees before now i always strove for perfection i never attained it (laughs) even now in bible school i have tried to get the highest grade in my courses i have been unable to there is not one course and i'm so ashamed of that that i've been able to get the highest grade the best i've been able to do is maybe get the second highest grade i've been finding myself in the b plus I think one I even got B be self-space, which was scandalous as far as I was concerned. You know, but thankfully, hmm, I haven't gotten below that, you know. But I was, I've been striving for, for perfection, you know, doing my reading, but I still haven't gotten it. But then, what that then makes me realize is that, that means that if I didn't strive for perfection, perhaps my grades would be even lower. So, I now realize that rather than be discouraged, and say, okay, well, you know what, let me just continue to strive and by the way this has been my academic experience all along. I don't know why, there's just something about academics. I mean, I love it and everything, but somehow it always just denies me that top grade. In my university first degree I got a very high two one. I didn't make a first class. I've never been a first class candidate, never. Even though in the real world when people talk to me they treat me as though I am they're like, oh shola you're so brilliant. And I'm like but he never shows up in the academics. You know, but it's okay at least what i like about it is that it shows that somehow i have god has granted me with a lot of intelligence uh, and and that 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 makes me able to practice at a very high level even though in 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 theory um I, i think i have more success in my practice of my everything that i learned than in in actually the academics of it, which is really strange because I'm also an academic person, but it's never enough for me to get that top grade. And I think I've, after Bible school, now I'm like, well, if I can't get the highest grade in Bible school, is it in secular things? Because I think I've been more passionate, the subject I've been most passionate about consistently in my life that I study independently on over it has been the Bible. So, you know, I've read more Bible books than. I have of any other topic, you know, Other I read widely a lot of things, but Bible, yeah, it's one to, one book that I have read, books written about the Bible, I've read the Bible itself over and over, there's no other book on earth that I've studied the way I have studied the Bible, so if I can do a Bible program and I'm still not getting an A, then I shouldn't feel bad, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about um, the very high e's. Um I don't even know, well, the grades I beat, you know, anyways, so... I've come to peace with the fact that I'm I'm not a first class student I am a two-one student this has been consistent all through my all through my life really consistent I work very hard and I just never really get that first class so it's been consistent but I'm not gonna I'm not going to you know that's just the way it is so um I didn't know that God, I didn't understand God. I didn't know that he's not interested in changing us in a harmful way. The transformation that God brings about is one that helps us to be the best version of ourselves. He's very intent in keeping that version that is uniquely me. And that's what I've seen because by the time he brought me to that place where I was able to then you know just acknowledge that okay god i'm sorry i have ignored this call upon your life all i did was accept that it wasn't like immediately afterwards it was like oh yes now go you into all the world it just in fact literally we didn't discuss it again, <laughs> again for like a year it was this year that i just realized that okay i made this commitment that i was i had accepted this call and literally we haven't i don't think you've, you've, not, you've not told me anything you've not told me to do this or do that so apparently, all he just wanted me to do was to accept it. That was all he wanted. And then he's going to have his way of weaving it into my life. He, he hasn't made any demands from me. He hasn't told me, okay, because you're now this, do this. All that I think that has changed is, a, is an awareness of a responsibility and an obligation in a particular area. So, um, for some for some reason when, when certain opportunities come maybe to speak in certain places, I go with the awareness of the call. That's all, which in a way I would say I already knew that God was with me but I, so now I now know that there's a call and I, I go with the awareness of the call even if even when the people inviting me are not expressly seeing me in that light. And, you know, so I was like, wow, so you were not even going to make this very stressful for me. So why did I spend the past 30 years running away? And he reminded me of Matthew 11, 28 and 29, when Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he says, My yoke is easy and my body is light. He said, don't be afraid to come that my yoke is easier, my burden is light, and he's right that's what i've seen because he hasn't really put any yoke on me yet i haven't seen if he puts me any (laughs) any any heavy burden on me i will let you know but for now really i don't see anything rather what i i think i have received is a grace rather on the contrary actually what i see that i've received is a supernatural grace so apparently it's seeming to me like my refusal to accept that call, even though I thought it was not a big thing, it was really a big thing. And it was a big thing spiritually. And this I don't think I'll fully understand why until I leave this earth, probably on the other side of eternity, that's when I understand why it was such a big thing. And I think the devil was aware that I was running from that call and it gave him license and authority to do certain things in my life. All of this I did not know. And I guess now the story of Jonah is coming up to me because Jonah was in a similar situation where there was a call of God upon his life. God had given him in his own case it wasn't it was a call. He, of course I think he was already a prophet so he knew that. But God there was something that God had asked him to do a specific ask. And he ran away. Well in his own case the repercussions of running away came immediately so he knew and he had to go ahead and obey, and it was a very dramatic repercussion. In my own case, there was no obvious um, repercussion for so many years, at least I didn't think so. Looking back now, it's possible that there was, but you know, I didn't think so. But the way certain things happened in the last two, three years, and the dramatic miracle that happened after I, of my own free will, without any pressure from God, decided to just accept that call i didn't even know where the thoughts to do so did but i know it must be from the holy spirit because the holy spirit knew what was being affected impacted he knew the root causes of some of the things that i was the battles i was facing and my inability to fight back which really really baffled me because this spiritual warfare thing god has to a very large extent god has taught me how to do it and most of the time when i take on the devil head on in the name of jesus you know power passes power but this one i was dealing with something that was showing all the indications of being spiritually enabled but the normal spiritual tools that i would use in the name of jesus by the blood of jesus faith they were not working were not working till today i don't have all the answers and i'm which is why i don't try i don't talk too much about these things because i don't want people to build you know their own to try to force fit their own experiences into what um, one is going through situations contexts will differ even in the bible when we see how god ministered to people who were under some level of oppression or whatever they were all different he used the name you know but the context of each person was different so you can't really you know you can't unify the experiences all you can unify is the word of god the faith and the authority in the name of jesus so let's focus on those principles and not talk about the context of the individuals and only god knows what's going on you know for some people there may be an unconfessed sin for others it may not be so that you know I, what I'm finding is that when dealing with certain situations you really need to go into the context of the individual it's a case by case thing I'll use the experience of uh, well I'm not use that I mean it's like some medical experiences as well they are very very personalized like you know yeah they're very very personalized very personalized and you can't use you have to treat based on the person's unique situation what is being been presented physically the history of the person how the impact it's having on them emotionally physically and then you know you can't you, you just have to customize the treatment plan that's the way some of the spiritual things are but anyways for whatever reason i accepted the call of god on my life and it had a dramatic impact on some Prevailing issues that we have been dealing with, and somehow it released me into this space of grace and fellowship and relationship with God. God not making any tangible demand upon me that I, I can pinpoint at this point, but me just knowing that for the first time in my life, I am actually in His will. And you know, that, that's where God is a very funny God because when He tells you to, you know, to submit to Him to resist the devil you think that submission to God means subservience or subjugation it doesn't mean that at all submission to God does not mean sub, sub, subservience or subjugation It it it's in fact it's more like a reconciliation it's more like an embracing it. it's more like a coming home it's more like come under my protection that's all it is really honestly because really that's, that's all that happened to me submission to god is not subjugation it is actually coming under his protection that's what it is that's what i have experienced that's what i have experienced well i'll leave it at that um so this is just me really talking about the many reasons why i love god why i'm i'm learning to even love him more and why i can't even imagine a scenario where I will not want to be with him. I, don't, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine a scenario where I will feel like he's not with me. Which is why I'm anchoring so deeply on the word of God. Because we can't live our life according to feelings. But I thank God because at this time in my life I'm actually feeling like the Lord is with me. And I'm knowing that he's with me. Sometimes you know that he's with you but you don't feel like he's with you it's better to know than to feel but it's also good when you know and you feel I think the scenario that I don't want is to feel like he's not with me and then to know oh my goodness or to feel like I know or to be in a place where I don't even wow as in I I do not even say I can't even think about it because he has promised us that he'll be with us always even to the end of the age so I don't ever want to be in a situation where, hmm, I am doubting the presence of God. Or oh, God forbid, ah, that, no, I can't, that's, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for the Lord, For that art with me. He is with me. He is with me. And I want him to be with me, always. So thank you very much for listening. And he has, well, just to close on that, he has promised he will be with us. So why I'm having this quiet moment, I'm, I'm just realizing the, the impact of that. And it's up to me. I think it's the thing. I think that's where God is really good because unlike parents who can desert you, God will not desert you. If there's anybody that is going to leave, it will be me. So the onus is on me to make sure that I'm always in the place, in the space whereby he, he's with me. As long as I want to be there, he's with me. As long as I want him to be here, he, he'll be here. Wow, Bye, mind is just like swimming. Hmm, okay. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you, stay lifted. And have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.